Hello, hello. Hello, welcome to Raw Japan. Uh, this is supposed to be a live call that we run in uh, my community, my online paid community that connects Japanese locals with you, non-Japanese people that are interested in meeting Japanese people and connecting to Japanese culture from your home. Uh, but we had some, the members basically ran into some trouble and weren't able to attend today's live call. So usually we run a private call on Zoom, but I decided to use this opportunity instead to invite uh, new members to the community um, and also show you some of the stuff that we offer inside. So basically, it's a place, a space for you to learn about the timeless cultural principles that uh, basically build Jap the Japanese culture that many people around the world love and know. But what they might not know from simple travels or just digesting content online, whether that's videos, uh, movies, anime, manga, what have you, I think this type of opportunity to meet Japanese people and talk with them in English allows you to uh, get to know the culture in a raw way. Raw. That's why I call this Raw Japan, yeah. Inside, we also offer print newsletters where I send you one newsletter per month that contains a uh, concept that I'd like to speak. A concept included in a story that I've written that um, speaks about these Japanese principles that I've learned so much from that I speak about daily on my podcast, Raw Japan. You can type that into iTunes or whatever platform you use and check it out there. And this is the newsletter that we, this is the first newsletter that we offer inside the community. I don't know how far away I can move away from this mic and if you can still hear me. Hey, so this is the newsletter. Uh, it's backwards, but... I wonder if I can turn this around. Let's see. Oh, that happened. Yeah, you can see my clothes there hanging. This is the newsletter, and it's backwards. But if I turn it around, shit you can okay so yeah you can see this is the first one I published it this month and the concept is why are you alive uh, it basically contains here's my book stand for the, for the mic for the camera but it basically contains a story about uh, half Japanese half Jamaican astronaut that gets abandoned on Mars and has basically reevaluates the reason for her life and what she must do with her time there abandoned by her team from NASA. And so once you join the group you can get this 
exclusive newsletter sent directly to your home and you know get my little uncle there as well so if you are interested in joining this uh, group then all you have to do is go to brandonchin.net forward slash community and you can join there or if you just want a free book about Japanese culture and what I've experienced here so far as well as what you should probably know before you come here to travel just go to brandonchin.net forward slash raw and type type in I was about to say pop type in your email address there to get a free book and access to my newsletter where you can get daily story usually daily stories of uh, Japanese culture what I experience living here on a daily basis and what I've learned I just want to share the stuff it's all about connection yeah so I'm also recording this for the podcast so you can probably listen to that on iTunes or wherever else you listen I'm also going to be going live on my other account raw Japan raw three underscores Japan and there you can see that as well Heisuke-san, hello! I'm just talking about Raw Japan. Heisuke-san is a blogger here in Itoshima and he spends his time uh, broadcasting about what uh, type of life he's endured moving from Tokyo here and how he made his dual life, dual life, dual life possible here by working as a consultant and also spreading the love for Itoshima. So like I said if you're interested in something like this where you can see the newsletter I mail this directly to your house uh, and you can get especially if you're Japanese you can learn English uh, while talking about things you know already. For example, Japanese culture. Most Japanese people have a basic idea of the underlying principles that run Japanese culture. And they love to share this with foreigners. Heisuke-san, what about you? Do you enjoy sharing Japanese culture with foreigners or travelers? Let me know in the comments. Commento de kotaitemo yoroshi desu yo. Okay desu yo. Okay desu yo. Yeah. So, usually, uh, when I speak to Japanese people and they mention foreign travelers coming to Japan, they always introduce basic ideas of how Japanese people behave. Uh, for example, always being aware of the people around you and how your behavior and actions can affect their experience in that space. What you would probably call general thoughtfulness, but I think in Japanese it goes a little bit deeper. You can say amoyari, and it's just like a awareness of the people around you and how that affects the 
overall mood and atmosphere of the place. Hello, Marcus. What's up? So, uh, if you're interested in something like that, where you can basically absorb uh, some of these Japanese principles with the newsletter or our weekly calls inside the community, you can uh, you can learn about that there. So, um, yeah. And as I said before, the podcast as well. We sp I speak about just my daily experience here in Japan and what things I've learned since being here. And I think the biggest thing I've learned, I've said it multiple times on the podcast, is that I've learned to listen better since coming to Japan. Uh, to myself and also to the people around me. And uh, what, Marcus, what do you mean where? And um, yeah, listening to just how people are reacting uh, to you. And of course, it might be different for if you're coming from a Japanese perspective because you don't get uh, eyes on you whenever you walk into a place because you're just another Jap you're just another Japanese person, right? But um, I think. If you're a foreigner and you are entering a space where there's just Japanese people, they're obviously going to get some attention on you. I don't know whether it depends on who you are, but whether it's good or bad. But uh, what that means is that um, they are usually that group is aware of you, right? And so you as well. Uh, okay. Marcus, you mean the, the podcast. All you have to do is type on the, go to iTunes, or yeah, just go to iTunes and type in Raw Japan, and you can find it there. Um, yeah, I think I moved the link somewhere else. But yeah, you can just go to iTunes or Google Podcasts, Spotify, it's everywhere and type in raw Japan and it will come up and you can listen to it there there but uh, yeah so me coming to Japan and entering these spaces uh, what do you mean Lin what do you, what does that mean I don't know what that word means but um, I learned to be aware of where I or my place in that situation, right? And constantly watching body language and just how people are reacting to you so that you can better add value to the situation and just be, just be, right? Um, and uh, before that, when I was, before I came to Japan in the US, I think a lot of Western civilizations and societies are like this is that you are more individualistic and you're just caring about how you're projecting, right? And of course, there's, there's always talk about, you know, when you go to networking events and stuff like that, how to exchange value, always listen to what they want, etc. But I think in Japan, it's more pronounced. Like, it's... Be, it's, and it, it's not to sound mystical, but, you know, they say read the air in Japan. Kuki o yomu. Kuki o yomu. 
cookie not cookies but um uh and somebody that doesn't read the air they say ky they just don't understand what's happening in the group because they can't they can't uh they need everything to be said directly to them for them to understand right but a lot of things are said indirectly in japan and you have to be aware of what they're saying so <laughs> you like that marcus yeah so uh i think if you are coming to japan to or actually not even that let's say you're just at home wherever you live and you have no plans in the near future to visit japan but you're still interested in japanese culture and want to learn about some of the principles that build that culture uh, I think one of the most important is always being aware of the whoever you're with being aware of their needs and wants and desires and using your energy and effort to uh, obviously take care of yourself but also mind them to take care of them in that situation if it's a mutually beneficial relationship, right? If it's somebody that's trying to harm you, obviously that's a different situation. But if you're friends or you're just meeting whatever, or if they're like, it's a business relationship, it's important to know that uh, you gotta take care of them. You gotta know what they want. And I, I mean, this is universal, right? Like I said, it's probably more, it's probably more uh, widely adopted in Japan people are more aware of it in general than I would say in other countries especially Western countries where people are more focused on what they want and I think it's something we could learn you know anybody can benefit from providing more value to their audience or whoever they're with right so ah, Marcus you want to join yeah let me see if I can um, add you here so I met Marcus in Osaka and he was at a language event with uh, I went to a language event with one of my friends ooh with one of my friends and I met him there he I think Mar Marcus you're German yeah I can't add you for some reason it says Sanka Dekimasen. It says you can't be you can't join. But I can add Lynn and I just invited you, Lynn. Marcus, maybe you need to find I don't know. I don't know, maybe better reception or something or it just says you can't I can't invite you. But um yeah, let's see if Lynn, I, Lynn said she was on a bus, actually, so I don't know if she can join, but, um, yeah. And this month's newsletter, I don't want to reveal too much, because this is, yeah, German, yeah. I don't want to reveal too much, because this is for paid members, but I just sent out a few copies this week, last week, I should say. But um, this topic is, why are you alive, and... Uh, as you can see by the big ass font here, the, there's a concept in Japan called Ikigai. Oh, 
icky guy and uh, just burped there and um, it it it's basically loosely translated into purpose and basically what you why you or how you use your life to serve others basically because that's what is that's what this is all about right you're using your energy and knowledge skills whatever to serve the community you serve people around you and I mean with the internet you can serve people in other places as well but the whole thing is to serve and deliver and um, this ikigai concept is probably best seen in uh, shokunin or basically masters your idea of what a, ma a master in Asia would be with someone dedicating their de decades of their lives to mastering one skill or area and uh, doing that until they die and that fulfills them spiritually and also provides a great service to the community uh, so this is the this was the topic of this month's newsletter and I spoke about I included a story like I said earlier that I've written from maybe like 2015 16 and wrote like a serial uh, column for Nomis journal based out in the US and uh, it's basically it tells a story of a bald half Jamaican half Japanese female astronaut that is the first person to colonize Mars so she was sent on a mission and with NASA and um, basically it's not NASA it's Japanese version of NASA but she uh, gets abandoned and then she's by herself with this the world's most powerful AI and she must survive uh, by her not just her skills obviously what's up Marielle Marielle um, but she must learn to cope with the pain of being alone and basically having the world's responsibility on your shoulders and so during that journey she has to struggle with the question of why she's alive what is the purpose of this and she fights with herself and I mean when you're alone in space I can imagine that sh you get crazy and so uh, she struggles with that and so what's up Marielle and um, yeah I write stories so that people can first I write stories to question myself and question what I think to be normal and my beliefs and hopefully find a new uh, hopefully find a new it's not about finding answers it's a better way to ask questions is why I write and also I hope my stories cause people readers 
listeners to change their perspective or just even ask themselves, why do I believe this? And I think in Japan especially, people are, they say, there's a phrase in Japanese that says, Reiru kara hazusu. Hazusenai. It was like, you, the, there's trains in Japan. They're very fast and reliable. And it's obviously on a rail. And so, reiru kara hazusu is like detaching from the rail or coming off the rail. Uh, and the rail represents the societal ladder or the status quo uh, and removing yourself from that is very difficult in Japan because it's people there's societal pressure to continue running along that rail and I think a lot of Japanese people are encouraged to stay on that rail because it's safe I wouldn't even say encouraged it's almost like um, it's almost like blackmail. It's like it's like a unseen societal pressure that causes people to to feel shame in in not doing that. So a lot of people have a lot of fear uh, when they go after doing something themselves, which I think is why I really like Itoshima because there's so many creators and entrepreneurs here. Ooh. My uh, my book stand not very effective you can see some Japanese books here actually I just got this one and this one's really good Eugene Schwartz he is a godfather in the marketing world um, turn that camera around and uh, yeah so um, what was I talking about? <laughs> uh, status quo. Uh, that's why I like Itoshima because there's so many creators and entrepreneurs here that aren't afraid to go after creating something that really gives them ikigai, uh, a reason to live, purpose, meaning, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that type of environment is is I need that because I am a writer I'm a creator and if you don't have the juice your environment really shapes how you think and how you behave and what decisions you make in your life and that cliche about you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with is real that's why cliches and some stereotypes have uh, stick because they have some truth to them but um, yeah, this with this month's newsletter, I wanted to encourage the members of the group, the Raw Japan community, that it's it's important to constantly consider why you're alive and what you're doing with your life. Otherwise, you can get lost in trying to keep up with the day-to-day and you look back some years later and regret hits you in the face, punches you in the chest because you were just you just had your head down and you were working and uh, I think regret is painful and I don't want to end my life or die with in my life sounds like suicide right die with this uh, 
I don't want to die with this pain of regret. So I constantly ask myself if there's purpose and meaning in what I'm doing, in my, in my actions, the things I create, etc. Speaking of that, I can show you some of my books and then we're going to close out this live call because I have a language exchange to host at Tabi Cafe in, well, soon. I should say soon. I should leave in a few minutes, actually. So I'm going to show you my books and we'll close this out, yeah? Ooh, Ooh my knees are fucked. Okay, podcast, people listening to podcasts, I think it's going to be fun for you. You don't know what's happening on camera. Okay, so this is my first book. As you can see, that's me, The Dreads. I'm going to get these redone soon, actually. You can see some of it's coming out. But um, yeah, this is my first book. It's called Kyose. This and this book, She Is Alive. This shit's backwards. It's not gonna work. <laughs> it's not gonna work like that. Let's do it like this. There we go. Okay, Kyose. You can see here, Kyose. That's the newsletter. This is Kyose, my first novel. And She Is Alive, my second novel. They're novellas. And I put both of them inside this book. And I think I wrote this back in 2016. So you can see. This is when I was in Hokkaido working at a hotel. And I was in the mountains and I was like, why am I? I said, why am I alive? And I realized that writing was my thing. I had a journal entry from when I was seven that talked about. Uh, I want to be a writer. If I was, if I could be any storybook character, I would be a writer, and I would be rich. So that's what I'm doing right now. And this is my second one, Knives and Ropes. This is I was trying my hand at a mystery. My German friend actually, he is a he basically does graphic art, and he worked for some, or did an internship at least with some. Uh, game companies so he has beautiful designs and I asked him to design basically an arm getting tied up and then with a knife a Japanese knife in the back and basically it's about uh, it's a mystery but it has some erotic elements to it and I try to get as gruesome as possible to make it uh, to make it fun so that's my second book and then this one was my third book there's another one after this, a print book that has three novels called Three Weird Novels. But um, this is, yeah, I, these are my full lengths, I should say. Or they're still short, but, you know, gotta start somewhere. The Nanking Revolution. So, as you know, in uh, Japan, or I should say in China, during World War II, the Japanese military took over the then capital, Nanking or sometimes usually spelled with a J and killed a bunch of people civilians uh, and 
did horrible things that made the Nazis, the German Nazis, very astonished at what they did. And so uh, I wanted to talk about that because in Japan, the government hasn't officially apologized yet, although they sent money and stuff like that. The victims are not satisfied because they haven't received a formal apology. And people, I think that's what causes a lot of tension between China and Japan now, and also with Korea, Taiwan, because of the comfort woman situation, but that's for a different book that I'm actually writing right now. Uh, but for Nanking, the Japanese government hasn't officially apologized for the, ma they call it the Nanking massacre. And so I'm interested in learning about things, you know, that I don't know much about. So I did some research, read a lot of books, watched documentaries, and then came up with this. The Nanking revolution is basically the Chinese population of Nanking at the time outnumbered the Japanese. So they could have taken over. In fact, the Japanese military was disgusted with how weak-minded the Chinese uh, soldiers were and also the civilians because they didn't rise up against them even though they completely outnumbered them. And uh, I wanted to flip, do historical fiction, but kind of flip it on its head and say, well, what if they did uprise and what would, how would it have been? And so this is a Chinese woman and she's part of the revolution and the main character it's a Japanese soldier that gets enlisted into the military without wanting to be and that's all I can say but yeah obviously you can find these books on Amazon and I'm going to be selling them directly from my site soon right now you can actually find 